0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to visit primed.com slash podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. Maritza is a 38-year-old female who works 50 hours a week at a local store. She is the sole provider for her two children and her mother who lives with her. Maritza has a history of chronic migraines, and when she gets one, it's very hard to function. She states, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Please help me to get them to stop. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and Executive Editor of Dynamed. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Frank. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, um, I, I, my, my heart goes out to Marisa. She, she needs to get these under control, and, and her migraines are very frequent.
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh, you know, she's really struggling here. Frank, can you remind us how migraines are classified and you know, how do migraines differ
0: from tension headaches? Well, it's an important question because when patients have headaches, they always call it a migraine. But I, I think very, at least in my practice, they very often think a bad headache is a migraine and a less bad headache is something else. So migraines are traditionally unilateral, and associated with throbbing, and can last anywhere from four to 72 hours. Uh, They're also associated with some uh, other symptoms, including things like nausea and vomiting and diarrhea, photophobia, phonophobia, muscle tenderness, lightheadedness, and vertigo. Um, There's two main classifications of of migraines. The common migraine is the migraine without the preceding aura. And um, this is how most of their attacks occur. They get the headaches um, without an aura, and it's. But there is some associated nausea and vomiting. The classical migraine is one that's preceded by an aura, and that's typically some type of motor or sensory stimulation, um, and it's a neurological change that can last anywhere from five minutes to an hour. Uh, that includes smells, lights, etc chronic migraines are defined as migraine attacks that occur on greater than 15 days per month with migraines lasting more than four hours a day and that that cycles recurred for at least three months so migraines especially chronic migraines pretty seriously debilitating occurring almost every other day of the month. Tension headaches are typically bilateral. Patients typically describe frontal pain or a band or a pressure or pain along both sides of the occiput. Um, and, and they're classified as infrequent, being less than one day a month. Frequent, one, but anywhere from one to 15 days per month. And chronic tension headaches are more than 15 days a month for three months uh, or more. Now, tension headaches that are chronic are less debilitating and maybe a little bit less common, or at least they come less commonly to our attention.
1: You know, migraines can be rough, especially what you're describing there, chronic migraines. I, I used to have migraines much more when I was younger. And if the visual uh, scotoma uh, that precedes a migraine, uh, is, it's almost impossible to describe to somebody else of, you know, how your vision is disrupted. But in any event, um, how do we know when and how to treat chronic migraines?
0: Well, especially if the patient's having attack. Um, we, ha- we have certain medications that we can use, acetaminophen, NSAIDs, or triptans. But the real issue is how do we try to prevent recurrence in patients who have chronic migraines? Um, treatment is recommended for people who have you know, chronic migraines, even if they have greater than six headaches per month. So even though the classification is 15, if if you're getting six days a month or more with with migraines, it's okay to start treatment. The best evidence uh, that we have with regard to preventing a migraine are drugs like beta blockers, metoprolol is maybe most common, or propanolol. Anti-seizure medications, topiramate is very common. And then the um, tricyclic antidepressant amitriptyline. Those have been traditionally would have been used um, and with very good effects on lowering the recurrence of my, cr- migraine headaches in those with chronic migraines. Monoclonal antibodies and Botox injections are two relatively new ones on the market, and they've yet to be really strongly considered for prevention uh, for the majority of the population, but that, that can change. Well, you know,
1: Botox, of course, used for everything migraines, not a surprise. Um, Again, it's not like patients who have migraines can't also have tension headaches as well. And so anything that helps relax those uh, muscles of the scalp probably
0: is helpful. Are there any non-drug methods to prevent migraines? Well, this is pretty important. I think um, patients with with any kind of chronic headache but chronic migraines in particular we have to look at triggers and the trigger that's uniformly is extremely common with both chronic migraines and chronic tension headaches are sleep disturbances anything from too little sleep to recurrent awakenings due to noise uh, bladder issues um, etc that is extremely common and very traditional Lack of good hydration can lead to chronic migraines. Certain foods uh, are classically identified uh, as uh, triggers for migraine, including those that are high in nitrates and tyramine, uh, tyramine from cheese. High sugar diets and highly processed foods are in particular associated with chronic migraine. And it brings us to the point of today's discussion. There was a randomized controlled trial to see if eating fish that was high in omega-3 fatty acids could lower the frequency of headaches in those with chronic migraines. They started with this, the recognition that linoleic acid, which is found in corn and soy products, plays a role in pain signaling. And so they took a group of patients with chronic migraines and said, all right, let's randomize them into three groups. A group that just takes in a high omega-3 fatty acid diet, traditionally from fatty fish, but also a diet that's high in linoleic acid. Where do you get linoleic acid? Traditionally, that's from highly processed foods, things like fast foods, uh, commercially baked goods, etc. One group high omega-3, high linoleic acid. Second group was high, high omega-3s and low linoleic acid. And then the third group was low uh, uh, omega-3s and high linoleic acid. Sort of the baseline. Um, all Patients were allowed to continue to take their preventative medications, and they were all allowed to meet and discuss the treatments with a dietitian. So what happened? Well, um, some really nice outcomes. The group that had high omega-3s and low linoleic acid had a decrease in total headache hours per day, almost two hours a day, um, a decrease in, in their classification of moderate to severe headache hours per day. And the one that I thought was most important, the number of headaches per month dropped by four. So I believe that this this tells us a great deal. Number one, it tells us that um, probably there's a role for, in this study, getting high omega-3 fatty acids from fatty fish not from supplements but from fatty fish and equally important is the reduction in highly processed foods decreasing linoleic acid intake um, is got to be a strong component Um, so i think what i what i my takeaway here is this randomized controlled trial Of a dietary intervention is going to make the list of best ways to prevent migraines in those with chronic migraines.
1: That's really fascinating, Frank. Uh, Again, I think we overlook diet so much when we think about what kind of treatments people come in, the first thing they want to know is, you know, is there a pill that will make me better? And even the way you phrased it, you know, eating the food rather than just trying to find the omega 3 in a pill. I think that reinforces what healthy living is about as opposed to people feeling dependent on pills and and whatnot. So this is all really interesting stuff and uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing more papers uh, exploring this.
0: Alan, it turns out that that to meet the amount of omega-3s they got in this diet, it turns out to three servings of fatty fish per week. And that's just a four ounce serving. So we're not talking about a great deal of fish And there's so many other health benefits to that. Um, We'll save that discussion for another time. Thanks for discussing this with me, Alan. Thanks, Frank. Practice pointer. In patients with chronic migraines, eating three servings per week of fatty fish and eliminating processed foods like fast food chips and fried foods can lower the number of migraine headaches per month by four. Join us next time when we talk about the new methods of approaching primary prevention of heart disease that eliminates aspirin use. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primed.com podcast podcasts and see you next week.